What on earth is that? It's a journey into comics network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the chibi chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 331. I am your host, Nate the Podfather. Today, joining me as always, welcome back to the podcast. Both of my esteemed co-host, the one and only Brando and Mr. Stepdad of the Journey into Comics Network himself, <laughs> T.Y. <laughs> you knew I was going to do it. It doesn't matter. But uh, uh, how are you boys doing today, man? What's good? A little bit more positive uh, this week than last. Um, yeah, I was going to say we're not. Uh, I'm not filled with existential dread uh, more than I normally am today. Yeah. So yeah, same, same. But <laughs> I just want to take a break and, and you know and thank everybody who did listen and sit in on the conversation last week because I felt like even though we are that podcast that's is designed to take you away from all that bull crap that's going on in the news, all that depressing world crap, and we're just here to talk about some cool nerd out uh, on some on that some of the news for some of that stuff. It's important when something major happens that's that 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 we as people acknowledge it. Uh, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. We we don't have to keep coming back and talking about it. But we we at least need to acknowledge it because <clears throat> I felt like to not say something and to not acknowledge it would be a disservice. But this week is the seven year anniversary of the podcast, having started in January 2014. Seven years, bro. It's like the seven year itch. It's weird. That's weird. I love this. I'm not walking away from this show. I don't know what you guys think like that, but like it's really bizarre to look back on. We're reminiscing machines, so I'm not going to take you guys through the whole like. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what we do. Anytime we have a landmark thing, we got to stop and for an hour just talk about stuff that, that was really cool that we already done. And it's really cool because it's right evenly in between the 300 reminisce episode and the 350 reminisce episode. So it's like a nice little nugget of reminiscence. And, uh, and, and oh, that's back. the episode title, Nugget of Reminiscence. I love it. <laughs> no, like. The show is still going on. And it's still continuing. It's morphed. It, it's grown, and uh, it's not what it was. It wasn't you. you see sitting... our fucking faces now. Yeah, you know, it, it it wasn't you sitting at your dad's using the the board. I can only imagine 
if you will now, uh, your dad sitting in the other room listening to you just talking to the microphone, thinking, what the fuck is he doing in there? Dude, and you know what's really interesting? Listen back to those episodes because you can hear that anxiety in my voice. Mm -hmm. That's part of it is because I know that there is at least some audience that's capturing. And the weird thing is I want to say the first two or three episodes, he was still on night shift all the time. So whenever I was doing the episodes, he was only coming in during break. But then that made it in like hard too because it was like the anticipation of him just busting in and you know him he doesn't give a fuck about what's going on when things are happening he just busts in goes to the kitchen gets his shit done and leaves so like to see where we are now to see that like we're all here together it's really cool i love this team you know i love the the network and how that's all kind of turned out and everything so Seven years is a really big deal, man. It's a long time to do one thing consistently. And um, I think I say it a lot and it doesn't get said enough. A lot of praise goes back to Brando because in the early days and then when things weren't so great, he pushed me to keep going. And we ha- I remember we had a conversation, Brando. I don't even know if you remember this one time. And you're like, hey, man, like, listen, like we need to try to consistently put out a show every Monday, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And we had missed a couple weeks at that point. It was like a lot on me, not on you. And um, I was like, okay, like, let's do it. And I think since that conversation, we haven't missed a Monday. Uh, and it, 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 it's been rare. I think there might have been a few, but it, late. Uh, yeah. Late. Uh, I, I do remember because we almost developed it like it was sweeps uh, because we had done, we were leasing every other week. And then we had an idea of doing an episode a week for just October. And that was going to be the one month of the year that we were going to do it. And after we did it and we saw, uh, you know, an increase of, of listenership during that time. And that's when we discussed it. And we decided to still like do a workaround. It was like, we're still going to both be here every other week, but in the off weeks, it might just be one of us sitting down to try and do a solo cast just like the way you started and it really challenged me to sit down and talk and to nobody other than to the people who are listening to the voice and uh, that was challenging for me to listen to because I'm super critical and when I was doing that I was hyper critical going back listening to every little detail that I would do wrong I would say wrong I would stutter I would misspeak I would do this and I would fixate on the on the problems and on the on and on the missteps and instead of and like now <laughs> it is completely different i know i do these things i know that i try to do better i know that no matter what i do it's i'm going to misspeak i'm going to stumble and i don't even go back to re-listen to it and and analyze it i'm just like okay i'm done let's get this thing mixed and uploaded it's because you're a person man like you don't have to and, and i think that came with uh, a little bit of experience in doing the podcasting thing, you know, I want to say, and I don't know what your guys's numbers are. I want to say that I'm well over 500 shows recorded, which is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to do. Um, uh, I think two years ago I counted. Uh, so it's off from that. And I want to say two years ago, it was around 300 something. So you got to be right there then too, bro. Uh, because uh, you know, doing game addicts, doing JIC, doing JIW first two seasons, OGs, doing OGs, doing uh, random spots on 
podcastrophe, doing uh, yeah, just all kinds of different stuff. Doing the podcast that I do with my buddy Jeremy Evans uh, over there on the on the, uh, uh, the the gaming trade show. I'm 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 like well, I know the name of the show. Damn it, don't no no the uh, but uh, yeah no it just t- to really close up this part of the show. It, the podcasting has been an outlet, and, and it's been a great outlet. It's been fantastic. You know, as I said, fixating on every word. How many people, the first time you hear your own voice, are, do you cringe? Do you go, what is that? Ow. Mm. The more that you do stuff like this, the more that doesn't even bother me anymore. It's just, it's just a part of it. Non-factor because you're, you've accepted you. Exactly. And, 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 Brando, real quick before we fully, fully wrap this up, because I think it's important to note that, it's almost as if I was walking in a really nice, fancy furniture store one day and I looked down and I was like, holy shit, man. It really ties the room together. That rug is perfect. T.Y. is that rug, man. Like, he is the rug, my friend. Like, I'm telling you, man, like... you're like ranch. You go good with everything, bro. It just happens. It works. You know, like I don't know how to explain it. Well, uh, you know, everyone always wants to know like the the meaning of of everything, you know. And it's like, realistically, I'm just really angry, uh, and uh, I'm opinionated. So, <laughs> yeah, but you have a nice opinion, and and it's a, even though you sometimes definitely have the quote unquote unpopular opinion, and that's like the running gag. It's never with malicious intent. No, you know your your viewpoints are always very logical and well thought, and I think that's actually a really big factor in why you're so you work so well, not only on the show but just in the circle of friends we all have. Because you fit in well with everybody. You're able to converse and challenge everybody in a way that's respectful, but also incites really great conversation. Can we say incites anymore? Is that a no-no word in 2021? Is that like already been taken off the books? I, I don't just, know. I don't understand. You know, for me to, to like Kool-Aid man blast my way into the network and then just you know, I, I I love everybody that 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 is oh, involved yeah. and, and and has been involved with the network and you know it it, it like Brandon said it, it's it's given me a, a, a big outlet because you know I like I love to talk. Um, you do? <laughs> I had no idea. I I am constantly like you know i'm i'm the man that's fighting a thousand battles and trying to learn a thousand things at the same time so it's like oh are we going to talk about music this week because i love music let's talk about music or oh we're going to talk about food today like like legit like you know formal uh uh cuisine yeah yeah let's talk about it because at some point in my whirlwind spaghetti of a brain that i have i've i've probably read a lot about it or or somewhat been interested in about it so you know i've i've always appreciated that that you know you guys welcomed me the way that you did because it was like hey uh we kind of like you so like hang out stick around for a while and i haven't left so um hopefully that continues you've become cooler than some of the 
the people that we had in the original beginning, like unintentionally, like, damn it, you're just so good. You're cooler than me. I mean, let's be real on it. Oh, like, come on. What I yeah. really like is going back to the original days of you and I working on Station 14. Those were the mm -hmm. original podcasts you and I did together. Every time we worked up there, it was nothing in the world. People would try to talk to us and we wouldn't hear them. Nope, we it, just, so, it just didn't exist. We were so engrossed <laughs> in our own conversation that, like, you know, I, I'd already been doing this for a while, and at that point, uh, I don't think you had officially even started doing podcastrophy yet. Mm -mm. But it was, it, but it definitely laid the groundwork. And what I what I really enjoy, even though you, you know you say you have unpopular opinions, what I like is that the level of conversation that can be had and within the within the discussion of some people. And this happens all the time on the internet now, uh, and, and I've mentioned this on this show and on Game Addicts, with just this this toxic fandom that if yeah mm -hmm. that if you think one thing, if somebody else has a has a different opinion, it, it's it turns into a like a gunfight. Right. And what I like is that even if there's a different opinion, we can discuss it in such a manner that uh, we're, it's not that we're trying to change each other's minds, but we definitely have a great discussion. Sometimes we do change each other's minds. Mm -hmm. I have. I have successfully not not you, but there was another person that worked out there. I completely changed their minds on the Dark Knight Rises movie. He hated that movie, said it sucked, and I'm like, it's more like akin to the first movie. Don't don't compare it to the second movie because you can't. Right. You can't think of it as a three act structure. You know, is there problems with it? Sure, because there's problems with every movie. But like, and then he 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 rewatched it, and he's like, "It's a little campy in parts, but I think that's what I like about it." <laughs> you know, and it's like, "Hey, like I'm I'm glad that you gave it another shot because quite and also uh, it worked for that, but it didn't work for Watchmen. He didn't dig Watchmen, but <laughs> you can't. That's win a strange. Watchmen's a, a a stellar representation of comic books. No, uh, but I mean, uh, you can't win them all. But at least we we you know. We talk about it. We, uh, we, we uh, through the years we've sat here and we've and we've reviewed so many things that have come out. We've we we've discussed it to death. One of my favorite all time podcasts that we ever did was the Last Jedi review. Oh God, one seventy. <laughs> Which I mean, I I loved it because we literally just shared in our immediate thoughts of that movie. I you know I haven't gone back to listen to to that in a long time, but like it. It's interesting. It would be interesting to see because our people's tastes in media and movies as as, as we grow, it kind of changes. Though sometimes mm -hmm. the second or third watch isn't as good as the is as, as the first watch. But like how much it, it it does change over time, you know? That's why sometimes when we do uh, something like rank them all, we don't want to rank it the moment it comes out because like hey, give it give it give it a little while, maybe <clears throat> maybe a few months down the line, now that it's settled in, how do you feel about it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I think that this show, just final thought, this show has been an amazing thing for us to all bond together with because we are all growing. And I think a lot of times in adults' lives, you get lost in the shuffle of doing the thing, living and trying to survive that your friends, and it's nothing personal, but they can fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, no offense to the people that I'm friends with, the folks that I podcast with are my closest friends. And I and I contact and I'm in contact with you guys more than anyone else, you know, and that's um, not just a 
testament to my friendships with you guys, but it's also a lot of the reason, you know, because of, of just, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to elegant, eloquently say it. Like I just, um, am grateful that in this world, especially in 2020, where we all could be totally disconnected, we found a workaround where we can really still be together and it's been mm-hmm. really cool. So yeah, there's that. That's my thoughts. Well, I think, you know, the network, uh, you know, obviously you throw out the, the aspirations of fame and fortune and you throw all that, like throw the podcasting out of the equation and it's just, it's a group of people that are dedicated to being friends with each other. You know, I've, uh, this year, you know, 2020 for me, I've, I, I've told you guys like a dozen different times. It's like, I've had nothing but peaks and valleys of like mental health trials and tribulations. And, and, uh, you know, we had another child this year and it's like 2020 for a lot of people was the worst year of their life. 2020 for me was probably the best year of my life. And, you know, I, I, I don't say that, to to, um, you know, gloat or, or, or take anything away from anybody else, but it is a shining example of how you, you have the power to choose who your friends are. Don't you have the power to choose the right people. And, and it shows that, that people are worth making a little bit more effort. You know, we, we don't talk every day. The, th- the three of us don't talk every day, but it doesn't make us any less friends. And and there's a lot of people out there that if if they don't talk every 15 minutes, you know, they're mad at each other and they can't. It's like a reaffirmation that they're still friends. And, right. and we don't need that. It's, it's a deeper right. level than that. We have real trust and shit like that. And mm-hmm. We've all come through for each other in various forms or fashions. When we've all needed each other, we've all been there. So, um Man, uh, I had something. I had a thought, but you guys know thoughts are fleeting. I'm a little overexhausted because, like, we've been moving while I've also been working. So it's been working my full shift, getting off, going to the old crib, packing up as much shit as we can, driving it to the house, unloading it, start to kind of nest things and figure out how things are going to be because there's a lot of stuff. You know, constantly got to have room to make room to bring more shit in. So it's like this kind of Tetrisy game. And last night, I finally got all the pops here, which was. That <laughs> oh, was, God. <laughs> that was hard, you guys. <clears throat> I recently got back into buying some pops. Ooh, Me too. Baby. Oh, shit. I got to catch up, you guys. <laughs> um, so one of them I'm wearing. Oh, that's a sick pop, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm jelly. Um, so uh, right after Christmas, uh, GameStop had a sale where all their pops were like 50% off. Wish I would have known about that. Well, I got the last one of this. Damn. And and this was 30 bucks. Uh, it comes with the pop. It's a glow in the dark. It's oh, Super dope. Saiyan 2 Gohan. From Cell Saga. From Cell Saga. With the lightning. The best Gohan. And, Thank you. And it came with a shirt. And so it was 15 bucks with the 50% off deal. That's okay. Dope. So I will say there's one thing about it that I kind of am not necessarily vibing, and maybe my timeline's wrong. But why is his arm not hanging? Oh, that it, it's it's because uh, this is before the damage. Like, oh, okay, this is okay, when okay. He transforms, not like when he's like 
doing the the like mm-hmm. the little kamehameha. Gotcha. Thing. So anyway, anybody who knows me about pops, like I'm very selective about what ones I buy. Um, you know, Nate, uh, you have a like Star Wars and Marvel. That's a lot of pops that you've kept up on over the years. With with me, there are two categories. There are I have my my TNG Star Wars Next Generation Bridge Crew, uh, and then I've got I have the original first Dragon Ball Z run, uh, just the original set. Not I, I, I that's when I kind of quit, but my wife got me one for Christmas because she felt bad that I didn't have enough to open, and so she got me the uh, Metallic Majin Buu Fat. Fat Boo. And she got me Hell two yeah. other ones. She got me um, Alan Parrish from Jumanji in full uh, gear when he first okay. comes. <laughs> yes. When he first comes out of the, like, like. Safari a, like, hat and everything. Safari hat. Like, what year is it? Yeah, you know, with the beard. And, um, oh, man, I think there's another one, too, that she got that was kind of <laughs> random as hell. Um, oh, and then I recently bought her uh, John McClane Die Hard. Uh, with him running through the glass. Oh, uh, that's awesome. So that's going to be a, like a Christmas decoration next year. Um, but I went to, uh, so, 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 so I got Majin Buu, I got, I went and got Gohan and then I saw Walmart had an exclusive Android 16 from Dragon Ball Z where it's Android 16 and he's, he has his finger out and he's got the bird. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. So I picked up him and I picked up uh Mecha Frieza. Um, because I, I, that's a really short-lived version of Frieza that I think is pretty cool. Right, a whole podcast could be dedicated to DBZ on our network. Absolutely, and I would totally be down. Just I, saying, I finished, um, finally finished watching in English, uh, Super. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, uh, dude, like it's way better than reading it. Yes, okay. way better than reading it. Uh, yes, because I watched in Japanese. I watched. Uh, most of the Goku Black arc, and then uh, the rest of it, I just kind of kept up with with spoilers. When when they would air in Japan, I would just read what happened, and uh, it was cool to read it. It was much better to watch. Super has when it's good, it's really freaking good. It has a few dry spells in there and a few little tidbits of story that make me scratch my head, but mostly it's really good. But I was still hungry. And I, you know, uh, so I watched the, I rewatched the, the, the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, mm-hmm. which is, you know, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Got to see that in a the theater when it came out. And you uh, and Blaine did a podcast on that, yeah, yeah, or or, or at least I made an appearance. I, I think I think Tyler might have been there too, or, or at mm-hmm. least we talked about it. Yep. Ah, yeah, because yeah, the three of us went and saw it in theaters. Um, and then uh, Mike was there as well. Uh, Koz- yep. One of our coworkers, Kozad, was there with his uh, with, with 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 like with his boy. The theater was packed. That's what was cool about it for Dragon Ball Z movie. It was packed. Um, but then no, uh, I, I went and I and, and I restarted the original Dragon Ball. Goku's just about ready to fight King Piccolo, so I'm that far in. Wow! Um, Damn. And the other day when I was at Disc Replay. Um, not sponsored by Discreet Play. Not, not sponsored by Discreet Play, but they have gotten a lot of my money over the years. Um, I found on Blu-ray for literally half price each the Dragon Ball Z Kai Blu-rays for seasons one, two, and three. 
Now, I don't know if you guys have sat down and watched Kai. I know it's I, condensed. I didn't care for it. Here, so here's the deal. I didn't either at first. At first. There's parts of it that they not they the the, the parts of it that I really like is, is that the voice actors are fully into their characters. There's a few things that I felt like weirdly enough, Sabbath changed to Piccolo's voice to make it a little bit more less gruff. I didn't like it because then super he's gruff again. Because the the Kai cast is what carried over into the super cast. Because mm-hmm. there were people who left during uh, like Stephanie Nadolny who did Super Saiyan 2 Gohan and Kid Goku. She's not with Funimation anymore. She did she, she didn't work with them anymore. So she so she's not around. It's a different actress for Gohan. There's a, a Bulma's a different actress. But enough of the key people: Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Krillin. Master Roshi, uh, mm. Frieza's a different person, and I actually like—I've grown to like him better. Um, and uh, he's the one that that carried over into Super as well. But um, I still have my original uh, DVDs of of the original set, but I don't own Kai, and Kai is hard to get a hold of. You can't stream it anywhere, and so I want to get those, and I want to get the uh, Super on, on Blu-ray and own those as well. Because even though they have the the, the, the Funimation, because I watch Super, it's on Hulu, guys. You can go watch Super right now on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have GT, which whether you like that or don't. And, I noticed that the other day too. And they have original Dragon Ball, but those two are in Japanese only. Oh, really? I got really upset because I was gonna just watch it on Hulu or Dragon Ball, and it was in Japanese, and I couldn't change it. So I just got my 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 DVDs out and you know put them in there and. I've been marathon watching. Like anytime that I'm, I haven't really been playing too many games. I've just been having that on in the background, uh, whether I'm chilling out playing with the kids. Uh, uh, Wyatt's really into it now. He's starting to understand it more, a cool. little bit. He's still asking me a lot of questions, and I'm not really under like, yeah. But no, Dragon Ball's great. Having a mini little Dragon Ball jerk off fest here, but uh, that's that's good because we, like. You know, so many people bitch about the manga like every year, and it's like, you know, I don't care. I just want, I want Dragon Ball to be what it was when I was eight, nine, ten years old. I, I want, I want the tsunami level Dragon Ball. You know, I used to get home from school, and you, you know, you would, I would turn on Cartoon Network, it was Channel Forty Five. In case anybody wants to know, I remember the channel. Uh, Hell yeah. And, you know, you would hear those those Toonami promos of, you know, Dragon Ball, Gundam. Ruby and I started watching Outlaw Star uh, the other day. Have you yeah. guys ever watched that? Yeah. You know, it's it's on uh, Hulu or Amazon. I think it was Hulu. Um, you know, I've tried to buy the Outlaw Star DVD or Blu-rays for years, and they go really, really expensive, and then they disappear. They're out of stock everywhere for a long time. And I remember I loved that show. So Ruby and I started watching it. And, you know, obviously we, we haven't watched very much, but it's like I used to get so fucking amped up listening to those two, those Toonami promos. And then I would, you know, I would fucking get my snack or whatever because you got to eat as soon as you get home from school. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my fucking world's largest bowl of cereal or something like that. And I would just like I would be, you know, obviously I didn't know I had anxiety at that time. So it's like you get hyper focused and it's like you detach from the world a little bit. And it's just like, man, this show is fucking awesome. Cause I watched DBZ before I watched dragon ball. Same. And then they started doing dragon ball on tsunami too. And it's like, 
you, you got to watch DBZ and Dragon Ball every day. And it's like, man, fucking TV's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And now it sucks. <laughs> we'll see. In, in Super, I feel like they finally get to that point where it's that good. With the Tournament of Power. Well, uh, I felt Goku Black was the first stepping stone into that. uh, because I I haven't rewatched it in English. I watched it in Japanese, and it was kind of annoying. I loved it. I thought it it, it was very Mm -hmm. timey-wimey. And you know, I liked I liked the story. I just I didn't I don't really care for the Japanese voice acting. So if you get a chance, I struggled. If if you get a chance, rewatch it. Uh, you you can even just start the the arc with that. You can start yeah. the series with that arc, because it. Uh, do you know who plays Zamasu? <clears throat> James Marsters. Really, he plays. Uh, I believe he played in Buffy, right? He played um, mm-hmm. uh, Angel. Is that his yeah. name? He played Piccolo in Dragon Ball Evolution, the movie. I didn't know that. And. Uh, apparently he was he's a super fan not just Dragon Ball Super but a a big hyper turbo fan of, of Dragon Ball and that's why he wanted to do the movie and then every day on, every day on set he was like arguing and saying no no no, no this isn't right and that isn't right but eventually he, the battles were like you know I can't come to the set day every day and fight fight the director you know <laughs> but uh, no uh, Chris Sabat he's the guy who's the voice director now uh, for mm-hmm. Funimation for and he called him up and goes hey because he met him at a con and it, it's so cool because he's like hey you're from Buffy and he's like you're Chris Sabat <laughs> you know and uh, he's like would you want to come and do something he goes Are, he, yes <laughs> absolutely so the, uh, I didn't know that it was him uh, but it's cool because in Goku Black Zamasu who is like the supreme Kai in training mm-hmm. um, ends up stealing Goku's body and and then uh, the guy that plays Goku, Sean Schimmel, had to read the lines as if he were James Marsters, but uh-huh. has still with Goku's voice. And it's really cool how they do it. And the, uh, uh, Nate, if you don't know what the story is, they bring back the the uh, future Trunks timeline. Whoa! And he comes back because Goku Black has completely destroyed the future again. And um, like he, he he barely makes it and survives and makes it back. And uh, when he gets back, the first thing he sees when he wakes up is Goku and he tries to fight him <laughs> because he's like ah. <laughs> but then they no, it's very timey wimey. It's really cool shit. And then the tournament of power is literally when they finally start the tournament. <laughs> it is forty episodes, which is supposed to be forty eight minutes in the series. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this tournament's supposed to it's like a battle royale tournament where each universe that's fighting has like 10 people and you lose by a ring out or or whichever team has the most fighters left by the time the time limit's done is the winner and Nate each universe that yeah. loses is a race from existence whoa heavy heavy stakes legit yes and it is awesome so awesome like t- to read the re- to, to to read the the spoilers of what happened and have it explained to you was nowhere near as awesome cuz like they had to get 10 people to fight if you don't get 10 you're disqualified and you just get like erased um so but they brought back some of the old hitters like Krillin and Tien and Master, Master Roshi, Roshi 
Master Roshi, and everybody gets a moment. Everybody gets something, some some character stuff, and that. And then, of course, you have these other universes that you know. Universe Six is almost a parallel to Seven. They have Saiyans, they have Namekians, you know. So they got some fighters that are Saiyans and Namekians fighting our Saiyans and Piccolo and shit like that. And also, like they have their own version of Frieza, which is Frost, which mm-hmm. is really neat. But then you have another universe uh, where everybody's a freaking badass. And you and literally Nate, the their guy who is supposed to be the strongest guy, is the strongest guy. He's the absolute strongest dude. That's awesome. Even towards even at the end, he still can't be beat technically. Yeah. And it's awesome to to see like everybody giving everything that they have, getting pushed to that brink, finding just a little bit more. And is it enough? You know, man, I gotta watch this. It, no, like I literally binged the whole tournament of power in a weekend. Like uh, it was the like, tournament of power is a Dragon Ball fan's wet dream. It's it, on. It's on Hulu, right? Yes, it is on Hulu. Now, see yep. uh, what the part that soured me on Super at first uh, was the fact that the first two arcs are just the first two movies that they did to get back into making Dragon Ball. This is before they and even they changed some of the shit. Yeah, they they they. They, they made some changes and see like there's some stuff I like better in the movies and some stuff I like better in the series. They actually add a little bit more uh, story to the series, but because you've already seen those things play out, it's a little bit less interesting to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the arc after the second arc uh, introduced the idea of there being multiple universes and it's, it's a tournament and it's, but it isn't, it doesn't have high stakes. It's like an exhibition. Sure. Uh, it's the thing, Nate, that, that it's going to be hard because it was hard for me and it might have been hard for Tyler. I don't want to speak for him. It was hard to get used to the style of humor that they're using in Super. Yes. Because DBZ is like this the whole time with tidbits of humor sprinkled in. This show, when it gets serious, it's, it is that serious. But then it sprinkles in some of that like ridiculous Dragon Ball humor from the original series makes it a little bit more lighthearted. And so therefore, you know, you're, you're, it's like, you're, it's like your heart goes, I want the serious stuff, but I, but I also want it. It's weird because it takes you a little bit to get used to the, to the tone. Yep. Um, but once they get rolling, everybody is fired on all cylinders. Uh, the, the overall story is really good. I haven't been following what's been going on in the manga. Uh, with, because Nate, after the tournament of power, episode one thirty one, the series ends. But the story is continued with the manga. And now the series, for all for everything of that has been, they have not said this, but everything in the fandom for everybody who knows anything says it's coming back. We're we're getting more. It's just, just not dropped yet. No. And what I like about that, okay, so man, we just spent all this time talking about this anyway. Um, originally, the you know the story was created by Akira Toriyama with the manga. And he wrote it. He drew it. It's his story. the The anime is an adaptation, with him kind of being directly involved, like with, as like a like an advisor or a producer role. With this one, he was involved with the creation of the first few arcs, and then he kind of stepped back. and He's more of an advisor, but he's still involved with the story. Then uh, they brought in a guy who got his start by making Dragon Ball AF way back in the day, a fan fiction way back in the day. He now draws the manga. Nice. And he gets to have kind of full reign 
with his interpretation of the, of the story. So the like uh, Tyler, wait, wait, like what you said about changes between the Battle of Gods movie and Resurrection F movie. There are some little changes between this the anime and the manga as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It, there's even touches of hints like they don't say this in the anime whatsoever, which is why I got confused when they, when they didn't say it. But in the manga, they hint that anybody who is a fighter could technically uh, go go to Ultra Instinct. It's not mm-hmm. just like somebody who's super strong. And they even hint that maybe somebody like Roshi has even gone there before. Damn. Or, 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 or could go mm-hmm. um, now again. But they never say that in the anime whatsoever. Right. But um, he has continued on the story, and that entire next arc is done, and they're going into the next arc after that. And uh, it's really interesting shit. I'm excited because I want more Dragon Ball. I want it now. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just a huge Dragon Ball fanboy, and you know, same. When even when it comes to GT, a lot of people hate on GT. There's I some, love it. There, you know, it, it's not perfect. It is not perfect whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's the story wasn't created by Toriyama at all. Uh, it has some missteps in it. It's it's kind of hard to watch at first, but I love Super Saiyan Four. I absolutely love Super Saiyan 4. Um, the baby arc, once it, when it gets going, it's really good. Mm-hmm. The 17 arc, too short. The, you know, the, the, like the dragon arc, is it's really good and it ends fantastically. So, like, I don't know if that's actually going to end up being canon by the end of the day, but uh, it, I'm just ready for more. Um, to, to continue on, you guys haven't watched WandaVision, and Not I yet. have. I have. And uh, I watched it last night because uh, I thought for sure you guys were going to have watched it and be ready to go, and I would be the one guy who wouldn't be ready. So I'm going to watch it when we get done here, actually. Well, uh, Same. I, I really recommend it, but I'm also like uh, – so I'm going to tell you guys uh, my thoughts. I've already kind of given Tyler a little bit of rundown before we started. I can understand why people might not get into it right away. I got to ask you guys a question, and I'm going to ask the audience this. Did you guys really watch and dig – Nick at night. Always. Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, I Love Lucy, that shit. Always. All right. Mm-hmm. If you like that, you're going to love this. And go into it like that because uh, the first episode is literally a love letter to that style of, of television that was done. Fuck yeah. Uh, the, the second episode continues it, but also uh, starts diving in a little bit more into where we could be going. There's a lots. There's so many Easter eggs in this. Oh my god! Like I saw so much shit that I couldn't even like stop and say it because the wife wouldn't understand them all. I barely understand them. <laughs> Damn. I mean, uh, the second episode has a fully animated intro, like Bewitched. It, it, it's it's hilarious. Okay. The first episode actually goes out of its way to be super funny, like like a sitcom, and it, and it, it was one of the ones done in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I what I like about it is the the ability for um, Paul Bettany and and Ashley Olson uh, Ashley Ashley sorry Elizabeth Olson sorry <laughs> you got it that's all right um, for them to be able to take these characters they've already been playing and completely go to the whiteboard and erase how they've been playing them because it allows them to be more loose and free with it uh, and I. It it comes off screen that these guys are having so much fun with it. Paul Bettany is a blast in this series. 
so Amazing. Far. Because he is playing a characterization of Vision being a characterization of, of like a sitcom dude back in the day. Like, he is super funny. And almost like, he's almost ironically funny. <laughs> like, like um, this isn't a, a spoiler, but there, there, there was something that was said that caught my, caught my attention. Sure. Uh, it was something where, where early on, first episode, Vision says something about having an indestructible head. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I hate to tell you, buddy, but that does not play out how you think it does. No. Um, also, each episode has a commercial in it, in the middle of it, like like what they used to do back in the fifties and sixties, where they actually would have like not like not like it would cut to commercial now, but it would be an actor on like like on a stage trying to sell you something. You know, awesome. I don't mind uh, uh, telling these. Uh, because it, I mean, maybe I shouldn't. If you guys want me to say it, then I will say it. It's it's literally it doesn't affect the plot. At least I don't think it does. But sure. it's but but it's Easter eggy. Um, so do you care? I I don't want to ruin it for you. No, go okay. ahead. Dude's up there. It's trying. He he's trying to sell a toaster, right? Right. He's selling a toaster from Stark Industries. Oh, I love it. And then in the next episode, it's a watch. You know, like. Every man needs a watch, and on the watch, it's Hydra. Oh. So, there's also, uh, there are, there's another big one that I'm not going to say it, because that is, I guarantee you, going forward, a spoiler. Uh, They they haven't explained it yet. I mean, and and, and these two things just make, I think they were done just to to pop and catch your eye, and uh, pop, you know, do this and that. Um, My body is ready. But the thing is, is that these characters, it, it, it seems like it's either like, it's like the mix, a mixture of the Matrix and the Truman Show where they don't really realize what's going on and they're not aware of what's going on. And same with the other actors who are in the show. It's like they don't understand. They don't know what's going on either. They To them, this is just their life. But then there's almost like these meta moments where like for a second, they kind of snap out of it, but they don't really quite figure it out. And then they, they just go right back into it. It's, it's. Oh hell yeah, man! Oh hell yeah, man! And the thing is, is that uh, so. So we got two episodes. The first episode is literally a sitcom episode. It's like the the content of the episode is like twenty two minutes long, and uh, I think the second one's a little bit longer by like thirty. I mean, the overall runtime will tell you longer, but the but but the credits are almost like when you beat like 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 an Assassin's Creed episode. Or, a, or or game where like you sit there. Huh, I liked it. You called it an episode. episode. That's awesome, uh, Freudian slip. But like, uh, when, like when, like when you beat like an Assassin's Creed game, and uh, you see the credits for every single person who works at every single studio that is owned by Ubisoft, dude. Just just because they worked on the shading on the ground or something like that. It's like, hey, send that over to Ubisoft Singapore. They do a lot of ground stuff. Okay, cool. And then you see the listing for every single person who works at their studio. And then they have a listing for every single baby that was born during the making of this game. Like, it, it's like a twenty-minute long ordeal to get through the <laughs> the end credits of an Assassin's Creed. This isn't quite that bad, but but it makes it feel like there's when you see the runtime, it's going to make you feel like there's more. Like, is that the end? I still have seven minutes. No, that's the end. Okay, cool. Um, so there uh, there are no after credit 
thing. I if there's going to be one, I, I assume it's going to be probably at the end of the last episode. So interesting. It's very interesting. Go into it. it I don't think this would have worked as a movie. I really don't. Uh, I, I think the way it's being delivered to us, it's going to work great. And the reason why they gave us two is because, that, as I said, that first one is a complete love letter. And you only get like one or two little like nods and winks that something's going on. And then the second one, it's a little bit more gearing towards that direction. And definitely makes you want to like, oh, there's something going on here. But we still don't know what. Do you think, uh, and I, again, I, being out of the loop here a little bit, did episode one and episode two, like the quality change and evolve a little bit? I nope. guess what I'm saying is, is that I guess I was led to kind of believe they were going to start to like evolve through the decades. Mm. So I didn't know if we've started to see that. And that's why they did the two episodes back to back to show like we're making progress. Yes. Uh, I guess is the easiest way to answer that. Okay. Um, what you'll notice is uh, the house, the, the interior of the house changes for episode two and they never acknowledge it. <laughs> it's just a different house. Um, progression yes and you'll know what i'm yeah i mean the blanket answer yeah sure um that that might be another reason to to, to to bundle these two together because they would fit into that part uh the other actors and actresses in it do uh, do a great job um well what's her gal name from that 70s show uh, uh the chick that plays katie foreman yep 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 she's in the first episode and um they they make a lot of jokes about um it's like oh wow yes uh you know, like the like this is a really strange decor yes it's rather sokovian of her isn't it of, uh, yes of course uh, yes yeah she's from europe <laughs> it's a sokovian state of mind and uh ba- it, typically uh, when you, when you watch the first episode it is literally laid out just like a sitcom and it, they go out of their way to be funny and um and, and be silly about it, and even the, there's even stuff in the second episode that's that way too. Like, like we were laughing quite a bit simply because we love those old school shows. Mm-hmm. We you know, we we grew up on that. If there's a younger kid that doesn't get that, he might not get this. Uh, he uh, he might not appreciate it. But um, evolve you plebeian. Yeah. Did it feel good <laughs> to be watching something Marvel? I mean. It was just like here we go, I guess you know here you know like the start of the next arc because technically this was supposed to air after Black Widow, and Black Widow is going to air after this, so we don't know as far as what going forward in the story it, like like, it, like is Black Widow another kind of epilogue type deal, or prologue or what right because uh, because a timeline, but the, WandaVision is going to be the kickoff of a trilogy between WandaVision, Spider Man three and uh doctor strange and so the fact that there's some weird stuff going on already and that hasn't been explained to us yet um leads me to believe that um what we thought was going to be happening may not exactly be what's happening okay in other words like it may be happening but the person responsible may not be um why it's happening okay I like that. I like that a lot. And um, I'm super excited to see where we go. Um, and it's just a, it was a unique flavor. 
It was a, it was a, especially for the Marvel, you know, like in Marvel, like we have a lot of different styles of movies. We have a Jason Bourne type movie with Winter Soldier. We have uh, more comedic with Ant Man. You know, we have more uh, uh, darker style of movies in there as well. Uh, and, and then you have, um, you know, uh, the the you know the Infinity War and Endgame saga type deal. And then you have this, which is a complete and utter risk and departure that is probably going probably going to pay off but also it's it feels completely different and you're going to feel like it feels like you are in the twilight zone with the MCU cool where, where you're just like wow all right but, you know, and, and that's what i can say is like don't go into this thing you know with, with the hype of end game going what's going to happen next it's like let's dial that down and just have fun with this and let the story unfold because there's some there's some uh, shenanigans going on in the background that are going to be interesting to find out. Okay, how about that? Well, guys, we've only got a few minutes left here, so I'm not sure what we want to dive into. Go ahead, Brando. Well, uh, we, we we mentioned Spider-Man 3. And, oh. and, and as reported by, by comicbook.com, reputable source owned by CBS. Um, so, like, not one of these rumor sites... But have said Charlie Cox has wrapped up filming already for 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 his role in Spider Man. Cool, which means the rumor sites were right in this sense that Charlie Cox is going to have an appearance in the movie. It also means that the movie is still being filmed and that he doesn't have a huge major role in the movie, uh, which I'm happy with because uh, th- there's been some 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 you know some discussions back and forth even even within our even with the network chat about like having how so many people cast in the movie, is it going to be overkill? Is it, you know, you know, can we balance it out? Which if anybody has proven that they can handle a giant cast, it's, it's, it's the guys at Marvel. And oh, he's well, cause they've been doing it with, um, with uh, guardians. They've been doing it with, you know, th- like the Avengers movies where that they're able to give everybody something to do and have something of a character arc within the movie for the most part. And this means to me that if Charlie Cox is in it, which is great, I'm all for Charlie Cox being brought up and brought in. Uh, whether or not he's going to be have his own movie or, or maybe a, like like a, maybe a, a season of a revival of the show or something. To but it's taking advantage of, of a really cool guy that really did the character justice in the Netflix series. Absolutely, and brings him in, and whether or not like how they're going to use him, like I, I'm just super excited for it. And I feel like, you know, if he's already done filming and they are nowhere near done filming this movie, that, you know, we don't have to worry about this being the Peter Parker, Charlie Cox, or, uh, or you know, uh, you know, uh, Daredevil show. It's going to be him coming in to do his thing because this movie ultimately is going to revolve around Tom Holland and his Peter Parker character. Absolutely. Because it has to. Uh, he, he's a central figure. The other actors and actresses that are rumored to be in in, in the movie, um, they're going to be a part of this big wheel. And um, I, I I laid out that I kind of feel like instead of it being all like like Spider Versey, I wonder if it's going to end up being like getting caught in a wormhole, like sliders. You end up like going Ooh. into like another false earth or something like that and, and like there's so there's Doctor Strange and there's Spider-Man going oh my god what are they doing oh my god it's another me uh, and the, you know 
and they they slide into another version of New York where you got you know Tommy McGuire fighting uh, you know Doc Ock you know from that era, and you're just like, and it makes me wonder if they're if they're gonna slide into that movie, not Ooh. just like oh like because it, like how did Doc Ock how, like how's he still alive? How is Shocker still alive? Not Shocker, I'm sorry, Electro. It makes me wonder if they wouldn't slide into that movie and then kind of have to recreate parts of that movie. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Oh, but filmed by Marvel and in their own like perspective could yeah. be amazing. You know, there's a lot of rumors and conjecture that are coming in and out of this film. And uh, I, I'm excited for the guys that played the role who did, who never got to have a cool send off and a, and a good salute and thank you for filling those shoes. Cause I felt like for, for the Tobey Maguire version to end it on that note was just, kind of sad to me because that movie kind of like it got too jumbled with the, the Sony zeitgeist and and it, it ended up the way that it was uh, which was unfortunate because we never got a fourth one we never got a chance to really hey you know celebrate you, you know, because uh, or to go out on like a high note is basically kind of what I'm saying and, and the same thing with Andy Garfield because we got the two and then it just dropped and then we end up getting the reboot so like that's the thing that I'm looking forward to with these characters and with these actors is a chance for them to, to put on those tights one more time, just to kind of give the fans a salute and say, Hey, thank you guys for watching our movies. You know, we really appreciated that. And we brought, we, you know, we came back for you guys or for like $15 million or whatever Toby Maguire is asking for. <laughs> but Hey, I'm, I, I am not blaming him whatsoever. If this He's is asking some- for $15 and a ham sandwich. <laughs> You had me at ham. And he had me at ham. You know what? If I were Tobin McGuire and I'm in my 40s or 50s, whatever, damn near 50, and they want you to, to slim down to get on these tights again <laughs> and be swinging around where you've broken your back on Sea Biscuit and you, and you almost walked away from this before, and you're like, it, it'd be cool, but I'm going to have to have some compensation. Martha, and- get rid of the ham. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put. No! Get rid of the ham! I have to put the suit on again! <laughs> the ham! Get rid of it! Oh my god, that's great. So I only got one thing to say to that. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Why did you say Martha? Martha! Oh anyway, anyway, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited just to, more so just to know what the hell is happening. You know, mm. be, because... You know, obviously the rumors have been been swirling, you know, it feels like for for uh, over a year now at this point, especially with, you know, the world's longest year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and I and I've 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 not necessarily argued, but I've discussed that with dozens and dozens and dozens of people. And, you know, I have had to as a person separate the things that I've learned about Tobey Maguire as a human being from him as an actor uh, and, and, and the roles that he plays to continue to enjoy Tobey Maguire things because uh, you know, and I don't know if it's hundred percent true or not, but some of the stuff that I've read the last year or so, like he's uh, the way those things are written is that he's an incredibly awful person. And, you know, and I, I hope that's not true, or I hope if it's true that he does get punished for those things. Let me just say, um, there was a there was a term that was said to me the other day. Um, it, it's not guilty pleasures, but it's like, um, 
it's yeah it's like guilty pleasurables or whatever it's like it's, it's like if you enjoy somebody's work who has been reported like you said to have negativity or have, or, or or have done something or said something that is like n- not good uh, but like there's still some sort of confliction where like uh, some people can just write that off and say I'm never watching that dude's movie again but other right. like, you know like my wife was telling me like uh, hearing the stuff that Chris Pratt supports but yet here here like we all love him as Star-Lord you know I've loved all of his movies and it, it it's like there it is you know it's like I if I see a Chris Pratt in a movie I'm going to watch it cuz he's funny and he and he's and he's a great actor. He's phenomenal. And he's phenomenal. But then it's but like, it's not like you're going out trying to meet him, trying to get his signature, mm-hmm. buy a beer for him or something. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's that's the thing. You know, it's like yo the the the, the how far do you go? And 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 that's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's going to be different for everybody. Um, but no, I, just like you, Tyler. I'm excited to see what's what. I'm excited to see what's going down. Um, we're gonna probably know more where we're headed, kind of, when we reach the end of uh, Wandavision. Wandavision, and then we'll have to have it, we'll have the long wait until December, which by then, uh, we'll we'll be vaccinated, I hope, and we'll be able to start resuming normalcy or a level of it because I know that. Uh, the companies and places are not are not going to easily be able to stop the social distancing right away because not everybody's going to be able to get vaccinated. Uh, the virus is not going to magically go away because people are vaccinated. It's still going to be a heavily transmissible disease that could hurt people and affect people. Dude, December's going to be in like six weeks. So, what I'm hoping <laughs> is that you know 2020 didn't start off as such a long year. Yeah, but 2021 is already starting off into a long year. I said yesterday, walking out, I was walking out with Mike, and I'm like, "Well, week two is down, <laughs> and we've already had a major insurrection on our capital." Yeah, what else we got? <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Skynet has awakened. Skynet, Protheans <laughs> are real, and the Reapers are coming. Yep. They have arrived and they started harvesting us. Good. Harvest me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> my body's ready to be harvested. You know, and my body's Whoa. ready for some cool uh some cool entertainment stuff. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it because we need to get out of here. Uh Venom got moved up for release that's coming mm-hmm. out at the in February. Uh, no, I think it's just a trailer. Is it a trailer in February? Okay. I, I, th- I thought it was a release. Let me um, let me look R D department real quick. There you go, but like that's uh, Morbius did get pushed back. We got Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier in March. Is that starting March? Uh, we got Justice League Snyder cut in March. We got Black Widow and Loki uh, in in May. June twenty fifth for Venom. June twenty fifth. All right, so we get a new trailer in February, early February, mm-hmm. and we got a release in June. So, you know. I'm I'm excited to see what else they do with that because I I, I enjoyed the first one. It was all right. It was, it was it was okay. You know they didn't fumble. You know this wasn't the fucking um, Falcons in that Super Bowl that one year. Ooh, you know up twenty eight to three in the fourth, and you fucked it up. What? Okay, so like we now know the results of of the Georgia election. Uh, 
but I saw this comedian where he was basically playing a characterization of uh, Georgia uh, conservatives and, mm -hmm. and, and, and Republicans because uh, the messaging was so mixed. Don't go vote. Please go vote. It was rigged. Blah, blah, blah. Do this. And then he was he, he was like, man, I got to say I'm a little bit nervous because uh, this is Georgia. We don't play too good when it gets to the fourth quarter. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, you know, uh, we just let them have whatever they want. Damn liberals. Libs. Oh, man. Anyway, guys, um, that's all I got for this week. Uh same and, girl, same. And uh, hope you guys can watch WandaVision. I, if there's not an episode next week, uh, we'll just go ahead and break it down, and we'll do a full spoiler run. And maybe even, uh, depending on what massive news comes out next week, we'll dedicate most of the show to uh, dissecting the spoilers and Easter eggs of WandaVision. I'm all about that. I'm super stoked. Hell yeah. Uh, as always, folks, you can check out Journey Into Comics at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, many others. Just search Journey in the Comics Network, one feed, all you need. Make sure to get it. A bunch of new cool shit coming out soon from us here on the network as well. Uh, I think that's going to do it. I really do. Yep. I don't know what the fuck we're going to call this. Nugget of Reminition. What was that? What did you say at the beginning? It, it was something like that. Nug like nugget of Reminition. You said seven Recognition. years. <laughs> so oh, like seven year itch is seven good. Seven year itch was there, yeah. But Tyler just said one, and I can't remember it now. I've already forgotten. Yeah, there we go. Damn it, Martha the Ham. <laughs> <laughs> the Ham. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. <laughs> This has been Journey into Comics 331. The ham, whatever the hell we're going to call it. <laughs> Seven years the ham. <laughs> the seven-year ham. Ew. Uh, anyways, I've been Nate. I've been T.Y. And I've been Brando. And as always, folks, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, folks.